Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Seeking Sustainability. Today's episode is with Pallavi, who is a mompreneur, as she calls herself, which I thought was really cute because it's like a mom entrepreneur um, and founder of an amazing company called Detox, which is spelled D-T-O-C-S. So Detox is disposable tableware that is made from naturally fallen palm leaves. It is totally natural. They are microwave safe and bonus they are 100% garden compostable which by the way is not easy to find um a lot of times I think nowadays if you guys have noticed a lot of single-use things are or disposable things are marketed totally greenwashing by the way as compostable but they're not they might be industrial compostable but like that's not even really a thing or it's bioplastic that still has petroleum in it etc etc Anyways, detox tableware is genuinely a really, really good alternative to paper, plastic, and of course, the worst offender, styrofoam. So I know when we talk about disposable or single-use things, that tends most of the time to go against the grain of the things we tend to think of or talk about when it comes to environmental and sustainable solutions. But, you know, Part of creating long-term solutions is also, for the time being, creating alternatives. And Pallavi has really done a beautiful job at creating a more conscious and and, and a more sustainable alternative to single-use things. You know, she's a mom. She has, she has kids who, by the way, are so cute. Please follow her on social media because her girls, who she calls her little queens and brand ambassadors, are adorable. Um, you know, and I know a lot of people are busy and and they don't they don't mean to use single use things, but you know, they just get caught up in the whirlwind of life and it's a lot more convenient than doing the dishes. So this is a really good alternative to single use things. And by the way, if you're interested in trying out detox products, they can, they do offer um, a free sample kit. So it's a box that has an assortment of different detox products for you to try them out. And all you have to do is pay for shipping, which I believe on the website said $8.99. Additionally, all links and resources, social media links and whatnot will be linked in the show notes. But going back to single use. So in the last, you know, year and year or so because of COVID, I'm sure you guys have, you know, noticed that the fight against single use products has kind of been put to like a really sudden halt um, slash we've kind of possibly even maybe gone backwards. Um you know, and it makes sense, you know, there's obviously huge sanitation issues and, you know, cleanliness concerns. There's literally a global pandemic, but, you know, I've gotten a lot more slack about it um, in the last year than I had been before, but also there's always that, like, impending feeling of guilt that, like, floods over you, or at least me, when I throw away something that I know is going to take, like, 500 plus years to decompose, Um so yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But I can genuinely say that, like I mentioned, uh, detox products are a really, really good alternative. And if you do find yourself in a situation where you're needing or wanting to use single-use tableware, um, or you know anyone who tends to use single-use things, I would highly, highly recommend detox products. I myself am very excited to try them. Um and to, you know, at least have them on hand if I ever need them. And for you all to hear about Pallavi's story and her supply chain and the inspiration she took from her childhood that, you know, carried into into the story of her product. So yeah, 
I digress. But without further ado, let's welcome Pallavi to the Seeking Sustainability podcast. Enjoy. But yeah, thank you so much for joining me and reaching out. Um, My first question, so as you know, uh, in your opinion, what does it mean to be an environmentalist? Wow, that is a powerful question. So there is no no perfect recipe for it. And it's not like a resolution where you wake up one day and you be like, today I choose to be an environmentalist. So it's, of course, a sustainable habit that you have to do certain things in a way because small changes and uh, what you make very consciously will lead to a better life, to the life that you where you're today. So that is what being an environmentalist to me is. And I believe in doing small things, that is choosing a cause for my business, which is discovering what I'm passionate about. And here it is creating these palm leaf tableware that can not only uh, provide a value to people, but also make a difference in people's lifestyle and also in the environment. And then getting connected, getting connected to people like you, podcasters, bloggers who are eco-minded, who are eco-conscious because we advocate the same thing. And then getting connected, that's what I said. And then um, cleaning up. So I really ask my girls, like I give them a hard time. I have two daughters, they're eight and six. And the whole day, it's one mantra. Clean this, clean this, clean that, clean this. So I believe in cleaning up. So even if it's a litter outside your home, pick it up, please. Then go outside, connect to the nature. Because uh, when I will go back more in details about my history, I'm from, from a very uh, northern part of India where I grew up very close to nature. And that's what I tell people, go outside, breathe that air and think what you're doing today. How is it making an impact on where you're living, this nature? So just connect with nature more. Go, go native, go back to your roots find your why, what you have to do, or why you're doing today what you're doing. Do you need to do better at it? So it's important to go back to your native roots. And also plant trees. I'm a plant lover. I have 30 indoor plants and I love plants. I love gifting plants. I love giving plants. (laughs) And just don't let all of these steps that I just said end by you or end at you. Rather, being a responsible, uh, be a responsible human being and be a more responsible parent like I am and pass it to your children so that you can create a legacy tomorrow. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Well, I always say when you mention how you don't just wake up and say like, oh, I'm going to be sustainable. That's so true. Like, I think it's kind of a snowball effect. Like, it'll start with one thing and then it kind of adds on and continues. And then next thing you know, you're completely obsessed like us. Um, And I also think that's so cool that because that's something I can't relate to is I've grown up in the exact same area my whole life in the Western world. And since you like grew up in Northern India and, you know, around this whole different culture and um, how has that affected your perception of environmentalism and the way that you live your life? Sure. So uh, like you can see, I am a woman of color and I was born and brought up in India at a very, in a very Northern town part. So I never knew what palm trees looked like. I never knew what a beach would look like because the area that I'm from, it does not have beach. It has, it's very close to Mount Everest. So I grew up seeing snow every day. But of course, palm trees intrigue me. I love the beach vibes. I love the sea. Who doesn't want vitamin C at the end (laughs) of the day, right? So a sunshine wouldn't kill. So going back to my childhood. So we used to visit a lot of the southern part of India and it's a very cultural thing in the southern part of India, which is the serve food on banana leaves over there, even today. 
And they are such close to nature people over there. They're so organic and they live in a very subtle way, very minimalistic way in the southern part of India. And they still eat in banana leaves. So I wanted to bring that nostalgia. I was so nostalgic about those feelings. I wanted to bring that concept to the Western world. And because I'm a parent now, I have two daughters. We barely go to India. I was like, how can my daughters experience this? So that is why I was like, I need to start my company. I need to do something and bring this here to the Western world when I can. Why not? It is, I believe it is possible. And even when today we go back to India, we eat the street food on very raw looking plates. So I was like, I think this is possible. Let me dig down. Let me see how I can make this happen. So that is when I myself went down to uh, Indian, uh, southern part of India. And I found these, uh, there's, a, there's this cottage industry of palm uh, farms. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And let's figure out how to do this with the team. So that's how I started. So that's, wow, that's so beautiful. And bringing that nostalgia to back home and um, with something as simple as, as a plate and how powerful that can be environmentally, but also like emotionally for you. That's so cool. Um, and I also Thank you. realized I forgot to ask you to introduce yourself and basically, yeah, just introduce yourself and your company. Sure. I am Pallavi, as you can see. I'm a woman of color, a mompreneur from Portland, Oregon. I am a proud owner of Detox, and this is spelled as D-T-O-C. It's different from the word detox, but this has the same meaning. It's the same alignment. When you can detoxify the inside of your body, why not start it from the outside, from where you put your food on, the plates and the bowls? So that is what I do. I inspire everybody to think before they put their food on, before they microwave it, before they put it in the refrigerator. So detox is where that word came from to put everybody's mind to at ease that when they're using products like these, what we provide at detox, they can be at uh, stress-free meal times and they can host perfectly and they can be eco-friendly in a way they can, uh, they can be helped by using compostable products, which is important. So I am a mother of two daughters and they are the brand ambassadors for detox. And uh, like I said, I started Detox two years ago with three things in mind, and they are sustainability, community, and usability. And Detox is a hallmark of a greener lifestyle. It's elegant, sturdy, and affordable solution to a plastic-free world. Love that. That was such a great elevator pitch. Like, that, amazing. I love it. Thank you. Um, Thank also, you. I did look at your Instagram, and your girls are so cute. <laughs> they're like oh, the thanks. best brand ambassadors. Oh, my gosh. They're so, so cute. Um when I look yeah. at them, I think that's what makes me proud that the reward, I, I, I feel so rewarded at the end when I look at them because the way they think about nature, the way they are conscious about things, that's, that's what I, it's important how you raise kids and that's what my, where my reward is. Well, I definitely look up to you and, you know, kids aren't in my, on my agenda for a long time, but when the time comes, that'll definitely be how I approach it. And you're such an inspiration as a mom. Also, I had never heard the word mom, mom. Entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. And you were the first, and I was like, that is so cute. I, I told one of my friends about it and I was like, I've never heard this term, but it's brilliant. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people who are business owners could relate to that. So you yeah. talked a little bit about your, your origin story and um, banana leaves and palm leaves and bringing that nostalgia back into your product and the inspiration behind it. But how did you get started? Was there like an aha moment or was it something that you thought about for a long time and then you created the business? So I had no idea that I would become a business owner one day and forget about the palm leaves. I never even thought about that. <laughs> but, but again, having children changed my life. I became more of a responsible parent 
And I was like, are we even doing the right things to leave a good planet for our kids? What, what are our actions today that define tomorrow for them? And that is where I was like, okay, what, what experience do I want them to have? And uh, we, we travel a lot, right? So again, going back to our roots and eating on leaves, even today, I wanted to keep that life, that experience alive. And I was like, how can I do this? And that is what my motivation was to bringing this concept. And again, another uh, big reason would be teaching my kids to giving back to the community. That is a big part of why what we do here at Detox or what I'm trying to instill in them, which is first be capable, of course, do business with a good business mindset. But I believe the path, the journey to achieving that business goal is important, which is in a way, putting, p- keeping an impact on others' lives. That is what is important to me. And that is how we, they're going to remember us. What did we do to them, for them? So giving back to the community and focusing on the quality of life that we can make for people. Like I said, from every kitchen household to having the biggest day of somebody's life, for example, an eco-wedding or just somebody's milestone birthday, a kid's first birthday. So just having people remember us on these special occasions is where my inspiration lies and I want to be known for something. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so how did you navigate once you had this idea, you know, going and you, you knew you were going to pursue creating this business? How did you navigate creating an ethical supply chain? Um, I know on your website, it says that you use palm leaves that have naturally fallen. Is there like a way that you can um, make sure that that is, is how those leaves are being sourced and also uh, is there a certain certain things you looked for when you were seeking out factories and vendors and manufacturers? Yes, most definitely we do. So we do look at two main things here. So if you see that these are not the regular palm trees that you would find on a beach in Hawaii or California. So of course, there are no palm trees here in Oregon where I am based, right? So our warehouse is here in Oregon, but the manufacturing actually happens in the southern part of India where there is this cottage industry of palm trees. And these are a special variety of palm trees. These are called areca nut slash beetle nut palm trees. And they are specifically, uh, these farms are specifically for the purpose of making uh, palm tree, uh, palm leaf tableware very sustainably. What that means is without depleting what you have in the nature, without depleting the resources so that it lasts forever, these trees are not touched. They are nurtured in a way very ethically without pesticides and when it's the right time the leaves automatically fall which that's why we say we make them from naturally fallen palm leaves and right before it's time for them to decompose on their own we pick them up and that's where they are valuable to us you know that's like gold for us and remind them we uh, pick them up when they sun dry and then we clean them up so there's a process we clean them up then they go through a process of hot compressing so they're these huge machines where you put each leaf under there once they are cleaned with fresh water and then they are given a desired shape and size and then they are trimmed to just cut off any sharp edges. Once the quality check is done, each plate or bowl is sanitized under UV rays and then they are packed in shrink wrap and then they're packed in cottons and then they are shipped uh, anywhere in the world. And like I said, they're ethically nurtured without any pesticides. We make sure they're not de- we're not depleting natural resources And at Detox, we aim to offer the best quality eco products, which are sustainable. And additionally, 
we support the livelihood of the local uh, majority of the women worker back in India. Like I said, a part of our sales go towards the education of these majority of the female workforce back in India. So important. I have, I love that. I, when I, I read about that on your website and I watched a video on your Instagram where you talked about that. And even like for someone who might not, I mean, I don't know how you couldn't see the significance of that on a larger scale. There's this book called Project Drawdown. I don't know if you've heard of it, but one of the key points to mitigating and reversing climate change is the education and employment of women. Um, And so that is so amazing because I, for me, coming from an apparel background, the exploitation of of workers, especially women, especially women, is unfathomable. So it's just incredible that, and so many companies don't even think about that when, when they're starting out, which is crazy. Um, so that's so amazing that, that you're, you know, upholding your values and standards and you really sought, sought out to make a difference. Thank you. Appreciate it. And yes, women play such a major role in the workforce and they, they need more support for what they're doing. And uh, if you have strong core values, uh, there's just so much more potential you can do. Sustainability, making it a part of your business model, it's very difficult and it's often very expensive and complex to implement. But to do uh, so authentically and effectively, sustainability should be a core part of any business mission. And not just what I mean is by marketing Uh, about it or for public relationships, just talking points, but it has to be something that you believe in, something you stand for, and then it becomes easy to execute it. Yeah, so true. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think about that all the time. These companies that are greenwashing just try to like patch it on. And I I was actually in a webinar that they were talking about. It kind of went over my head, but it (laughs) it was for work and it was all about supply chain and these companies that are like trying to figure out how to make their supply chain more ethical. And one person asked like, how do I, what if I don't have the resources to, f- to figure out that out and do factory audits? And I was like, why start a business in the first place? Like it was just so crazy. And it's, it's so crazy that there's not more people, you know, thinking like you do and, and, you know, really weaving sustainability and just, sheer ethics into the the core of their brand what are the challenges that you've faced so far as a company and also what are the biggest milestones you've hit or things that you've learned Uh, thank you for bringing that up so again like i mentioned being miles away from our manufacturing unit is has definitely been very challenging especially during covid times so I have not had the chance to visit there for the last one year because of the COVID restrictions and because the cases were so much high. But I feel Detox family has been able to perform and serve by being a team together. We, uh, so people have visited there on behalf of me, representing me, representing Detox to our uh, employees back down there in the manufacturing unit. And we, we've made sure that they follow all the protocols and uh, we've had this rewarding relationship with all the employees. So that has been a milestone. I see it as a milestone because keeping everybody happy is not, it's not That's easy, a huge right? huge milestone. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, I got some pictures from our office back there in uh, India and they were celebrating an employee's birthday. So how special was that? That is like, so it, amazing. Right. Amazing. And, 
Thank you. And we also won the Nexty Awards for 2019 for being the most innovative product in the market. And we celebrated that back in the uh, unit with the uh, employees just to motivate them that they're doing here and they're in this with us for a bigger cause to providing people this uh, valuable product. So what they're making, they should be happy and they should be proud of. So that is, again, a milestone for us that we've had in 2019. We have a new product upcoming up next month, which is a 13-inch round charcuterie board. So a lot of our products in 2020 uh, went out to the charcuterie board owners. Like everybody switched from their lovely bamboo expensive boards to our palm leaf platters. Why? Because, of course, they are one-tenth the price of bamboo. And uh, yeah, and then you can leave the product with the customer. So you have a happy customer at the end. So that's, again, a new product we are launching uh, next month. And that's the most sold out product, by the way, 13-inch round platter. And we've also enjoyed uh, auditioning for the final round of Shark Tank in 2019. I saw yes. that. That is awesome. That's so cool. Thank you. And I just hope to be in the tank with some shark in the near future. Because, like I told you, any business, they need those resources. They need those investors. And they need mm. those, those little bit of support and help to get to a bigger audience. So, um, so that what I'm doing, I can do it in a bigger scale. So another great milestone for us there. And this year, 2020, what uh, the biggest milestone we will have in the next two weeks is, I don't know if you've heard about PodFest Global Summit. I and it happens, it happens every year. It's like an expo for podcasters. It's called PodFest Global. And they are having the summit for 2021. First March to the 3rd of March. And Detox is speaking as a case study guest speaker on the 3rd March. Oh my gosh, yes. you're in killing front of it. Like, <laughs> in front of 5,000 podcasters, which eventually opens up our doors to a much more bigger audience, everybody's uh, listeners. So that is going to be our big milestone in 2021, like beginning of 2021. And my goal for the later part of the year is going to be being on more podcasts, more blogs, more YouTube videos, and just killing it on TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> I'm already tagged as a TikTok uh, and an Instagram addict by my children because I don't <laughs> leave my phone until like midnight. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Which is not so eco-friendly on my health and the environment, but uh, I know, I know that's, that's something I'm working on. My goal is to quit social media and my phone away from me after bedtime. So uh, yeah, these are just few of our milestones until now. Oh, amazing. Well, it's hard when you're running a business and you have to be on social media engaging and it, I'm sure it gets exhausting. Um, and nobody tells you that having a business is not, no. I mean, it's not a joke. It's 24 hour. It's, it never yeah. stops. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's cool about the pod fest global. I didn't know about that. That's thanks for mentioning that. Of course. And, and by the way, uh, if you go to Eventbrite, you can check out its ticket and I today will offer a special deal to all your listeners. If they, if they go to Eventbrite and if they go to the ticket, they can enter the promo code detox, the spelling of my company, my brand, which is D T O C S. If you enter that promo code, you will get your free ticket. So that'll give you a free ticket to the event. Thank you. That is awesome. I'll put, and I'll, for everyone listening, I'll put this in the show notes. Um, what advice do you have for people who, not just entrepreneurs, but people who, quite frankly, want to do business right, you know, conscious, conscious capitalism. So for someone who's seeking to start a business that is ethical and 
you know, can, they can uphold their values and is a more sustainable business model. Thank you for, uh, uh, you know, I, it'll be great if people listen to advices. I mean, I know everybody gives advices for free and it's at the end, your take to take in whatever advice works for you. So mine would be a sustainable business or let's say a green business is an enterprise that has minimal negative impact or potentially a positive effect on mm. global and local environment, community, society, and on the economy. And the first best time to be eco-conscious and to educate yourself and then the people around you and do something about it has gone. But the second yeah. best time is now. So if you give a damn, if you care, do it because doing is powerful. So there's never a good or a bad time. Forget about it because it's gone. But but do about something about it now. That's important. Doing is important. Yeah. No, I think I know. I. It's funny because when I started this podcast, I – I was like, oh, I should probably tread lightly about about being like, you know, around being super blunt and like telling people, no, you have to do it, but you do. Like there's, you know, holding people accountable is so important because it's the time has passed to to just Regrets. think about taking action. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I think especially like for me, since I graduated college last year, um, you know, I know people who are wanting to start businesses and and for anyone who, who is thinking about that, you have to think consciously. You have to think about your supply chain. You have to think about the people that you're impacting. And um, whether it's in your home or at a factory or the people living in that community where the factory is, all of those sorts of things. Yeah. And just those thoughts, don't put an end to them. Thoughts, put them into actions because yeah. that will become if that will become effective. So that's how you, that's the equation, basically. Are there any key components, in your opinion, that constitute like a sustainable or green business? Yeah, most definitely. What I can think on top of my mind right now is, let's say, for example, uh, for me, thinking out of the box. I mean, any, I, I say any, I, every idea is good. No idea is bad or small or big to achieve. It's just that you need to think out of the box. You need to study the market. You need to study the trend and you need to study what people want. So basically more than thinking what, I can, uh, or how I can make money, it's better to think, what can I provide to people to serve, mm -hmm. to make it useful for them? And that's when that whole idea of serving comes and it gives you the idea to create something. For example, like I did, my purpose with these eco-friendly and sustainable products is to think out of the box, which is to beat the single-use and single-use paper and uh, styrofoam products, which are not only harmful to your health, but also to the environment. And especially during post-COVID, when you want to make uh, the events more eco-friendly, you want to minimize cross-contamination during hosting, you want to make cleanup easy, then th that's how these products fit the box of being excellent uh, alternatives to minimizing the harm that is being happening to the environment these days. Then a few other ideas would be building a community. There are really interesting green products out there right now. Like you saw my Instagram, I saw somebody else's with these cool companies and I love to help boost their brands, their efforts. And I'm thrilled when I see any company genuinely trying to be more eco-conscious because we are all starting a wave that will eventually get stronger the more people join in. And in addition, mm. in addition to using the pre-existing online community, we have expanded, like for detox, we've expanded our uh, brand presence in marketing impact by making a conscious effort 
to building our own community, which is seeking out popular bloggers, influencers, podcasters who fit with our brand ethics and image, creating our own hashtags for social sharing, devoting more time to engage with our followers and customers. That also has helped uh, detox because people are there who believe in our products. And a couple of more ideas for other sustainable businesses would be uh, accepting imperfection. So this is a question I get all the time, though I have been providing detox products for two years now. Everybody's intrigued. The only place where I still feel today we have room for growth or perfecting it is our our actually wrapping up of the products. If you see our products, when mm-hmm. you when you get them in the shipment box, they are actually they have this recycled shrink wrap around them. So eco-friendly commitment is reflected at every level of our business. And it not only starts with the compostable boxes that we use to get our shipments from India, because everything is shipped on sea vessels from India to USA. And they have to be uh, wrapped around uh, shrink wrap because we have to take care of the humidity in the, on the, in the water when they're traveling. So... Oh. So that is why we cannot replace this wrap with a burlap or a cardboard or a piece of paper or a piece of cloth because that is something that's not going to keep a vacuum in the tableware. And you also have to keep them sanitary. You have to make sure they're not contaminated with any debris along the way. So that is one part of my my design that I still accept that it is not perfection. It still needs more... uh, growth and uh, it, we need to reflect more perfection over there but we are doing everything to uh, bring this in the right direction that will eventually add up to a significant distance over time that's awesome yeah 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 that's a really good point it's actually interestingly on my last podcast episode um it was with the co-founder of a brand called united by blue and mm-hmm. he talked about the same thing about how kind of yeah, imperfection and how they've tried really hard, but it's also such a difficult process to get plastic out of your supply chain. Um, yeah, but here at least we try to do the best recycled plastic what we are using. So it's at least if it's not hundred uh, percent eco friendly, it's minimal, minimal wasted. What we're trying to adhere to. Yeah, and and also like you're still such a young company, and you're you've already done so well. Um, and have such a minimal impact in regards to like waste. Um, so for now, if plastic is the thing that is is serving you best and is working to keep, you know, keep the quality of the product as it gets shipped, then yeah, you know, totally, plastic has its totally. place. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. a really good point. That's that's a really, really good point. And I'm I'm glad yeah, you and, brought and- that up. And yeah, we want people to see beyond that wrap. It's like when dreaming of our own shades. We want to create a value that's that feels authentic to people, and hopefully, we can make a positive difference in the world with that. Because sustainability is infusing more and more uh, every day, and people need to see uh, beyond the packaging. And I mean, I know it, it is important because that all is contributing to the carbon footprint and uh, the greenhouse emission gases and everything. But Again, it's these uh, small things that we are trying to make every day better that will eventually bring a bigger difference later on. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, looking at the big picture. Um, and if you look at the big picture of like, let's say even like a paper plate versus this, the impact of your company is significantly less. 
I mean, most companies, I, I haven't looked into paper plates and styrofoam plates and like that industry very in depth, but I'm going to bet they can't tell you where their, where their paper comes I mean, from. Right. And think about it, Julie, if, 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 if it's like million said, it's only one paper plate. Think about that. Ugh, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and so this is such a great, and also your products are so chic looking. Like I, I love like the earthy kind of like, um, the earthy vibe of it and like the aesthetic. And so it looks really nice. Yeah. Thank you. So they are very, so each product, each plate is actually very different from other one because all of them have their own natural textures. They have their natural colors to them and they look exactly like bamboo, like that beige-ish texture. It's just, they're more sturdier. They are like woody look and uh, they're very elegant and they can go from a nice restaurant to a picnic in the barbecue. We, so we got you guys covered, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, when I'm planning my wedding, which I don't think will be too far away, I will keep detox in mind. Trust me. And I also have that sounds amazing. Married, yeah. So that'd be so fun. That's like the ultimate collaboration. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I and I I know people getting married. I'm gonna send send this their way. Um, And what else was I gonna say? Oh, oh, you got lost in your wedding. I know, right? I know. I was just on Pinterest this morning looking at it, looking at wedding stuff. So that's where my mind is always. <laughs> um, as an individual and an environmentalist, what gives you hope for the future? Oh, wow. The word hope is, uh, oh my God. Um, it's hope as a cognitive and emotional experience. And that can occur when positive goal is felt as being within reach. So I do have a couple of mantras to reach to hope. There are three ways to do it. One of them is a reappraisal, which is where as a person, I first describe that, okay, this worries me, this bothers me. For example, my daughters are like, mom, why does this bother you every time? Or why, like when the bed sheets are not made, when the bed is not made in the morning first, it bothers me. So that's called reappraisal when I try to tell people that okay this worries me and for example we not just talk about household things we're taking it into a bigger picture which is the environment the problems within our environment the plastic problems the marine life problem the climate change problems and then we think about it in a different positive way that okay what can I do about it okay the problem exists that's okay but what to go beyond what to go next after that the second one is the hope that arises from trust in sources outside oneself. Now, okay, I've given up. I cannot do this. You guys take care of this. For example, make your own bed sheets or figure it out. So in the same analogy where it's like you were taking care of uh, this uh, hope that arises in the trust of other sources like technology, like reading articles, getting resources, following communities. And uh, that's how you can hope better. And the third one is, of course, the trust in one's ability, which is, okay, forget it, girls, I will do the sheet myself. I'll make the bed plain. So again, I'm putting this in my own hands. For example, the belief that, okay, the environment does have a problem. We can serve it better. And now let's figure out a way where I can, I'm able to influence others in this environmental problem. So that is when you're taking an action to bring a difference. So these are the three ways where I can where I can see people keeping that hope alive as an environmentalist. And constructive hope about the environment arises when a person understands the seriousness of the change happening and concurrently feels there are positive ways 
uh, and goals within reach to addressing these problems. And people really have to, who have this constructive hope, I like to call it constructive and seeing it in a positive way, they can bring these changes very significantly and they're more likely to engage in a positive environmental behavior versus being stressed about it and um, compared to people who lack the hope and those who have hope based on denial of these changes that it's okay, I, it doesn't bother me, does, it's not happening. So uh, it's very important to encourage constructive hope and identify, as, identify it as the first is to co-create a story that focuses on a positive aspect of these changes in the environment. The second is to encourage uh, to these people to trust in others, such as politicians, environmental groups, and technology, although not in a very unrealistic way. And the point here is to avoid any extreme cynicism. And the third is to promote trust of people in their, in their ability to make a difference by highlighting the power of collective action and encouraging the development of them by taking actions. So this is a gist for me for hope. Um, when you buy, when you write your book, I'm I'll buy it. <laughs> if you're ever a published author, I will buy your book. <laughs> oh my God! Looks like I went into writer mode. So here's one thing: <laughs> I I'm not into reading at all. I cannot read a lot of books because who has a time? But if that book is made into a documentary or a movie, I'm I I'm the I'm the first person to watch it. Or if you convert it into an audible, there's a chance I will listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I just started listening to audiobooks. Okay, you would kill it doing an audiobook. I could totally right. see that. Oh my right. gosh, love it. That's yeah. I was like, I was like drinking that and I was like, yeah, constructive hope. <laughs> How can people support your company? Uh, my ask here again is educate uh, and let people know about this brand that there exists this alternative. And there are so many ways to let people know our, we have our Facebook page, which is a business page. We have our Facebook uh, open public group where people who like our products or want to get the updates or want to have just creative ideas on how to use the, these, implement these, how to reuse them, and just to be in an engaged community together. We offer a Facebook group and then we are on Instagram. If you look at our TikTok and Instagram reels, oh my God, I have my two queens who are the brand ambassadors for Detox, the eight and six-year-olds. You will see them incorporate these products every day in our life. So I'm not kidding. We do 30-day challenges where we try to uh, use and then reuse these products every day. And we post them on Instagram to show people that it's doable. We're not talking about some alpha, beta, gamma. This is a general, very generic thing that you can do starting from your kitchen and then go beyond everywhere, like from telling to caterers, to restaurant owners, to uh, an event planner, a wedding planner. So not only we do retail business, but we also do wholesale. So people can find us on our website, which is detox.com. And we are also on Amazon, walmart.com, Wayfair, Etsy, Pinterest, and now on uh, Clubhouse. So if people have more questions for us or have any uh, question about how the process is done, how we are made, uh, you know, feel free to hop on there and talk to us on any of these channels that are, I just mentioned. Thank you again, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Seeking Sustainability. If you enjoyed this episode or any others that you've listened to, then make sure to follow the podcast on whatever platform you're tuning in from. Also, to stay connected, you can follow the podcast Instagram at seekingsustainability underscore podcast and my personal Instagram at julia.planford. 
As always, feel free to reach out to me regarding any questions, comments, or episode requests. And of course, share this podcast with anyone who you feel might be interested in learning a bit more about environmentalism and sustainability as well. Thanks everyone, and I will talk to you guys soon.